Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 82 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are happening, to meet the people that make theater happen. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other fine podcast streaming services, so go back and fill your boots. And if you have a spare 30 seconds, rate and review this podcast to help us become more discoverable to listeners who haven't heard about us yet. We'd really appreciate it. And now for this week's podcast. Last week, we brought you the cast from Long Day's Journey Into Night, which just closed at the Wyndham's Theatre, having transferred from the Bristol Old Vic. And this week is another transfer in the shape of a new musical. We had the pleasure of making a show visit to The Grinning Man, currently playing at the Trafalgar Studios. Based on the novel The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo, I won't do the French title because I will do it a disservice. Uh, the Grinning Man was created by Warhorse director Tom Morris at the Bristol Old Vic. He brought together Tim Phillips and Mark Teitler, uh, a book by Carl Gross, and all four of them collaborated on the lyrics. The company of actor-musician puppeteers was outstanding, and I, I was fully expecting this production to be in the mix for Best New Musical at this year's Olivier Awards, and its omission, in my humble opinion, was... A travesty. It really is one of the most original musicals I have seen in London. Um, I talked to Sean Kingsley, Sana Denbeston, and Louis Maskell about how hard it is to place and describe The Grinning Man, the transfer from the Bristol Old Vic, working with puppets, and keeping the voice in fine working order in one of the toughest sings on stage at the moment. Have a listen. different from Jesus Christ Superstar this <laughs> just a bit <laughs> it's much less of a kind of pop you know conventional music conventional or rock opera or anything like that it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely um, in the style of like Shockheaded Peter even though they had you know mm. songs in it but this is more kind of a, a Sondheim you know <laughs> you know Sweeney Todd feel what I love is listening to people try to describe it yeah and you're the classic example because you can see people rubbing their heads and when people come and see it um, ever since we first did it in Bristol I've and they've come and said oh my god that was amazing you know I've, I've always said to people I, now I challenge you to go and try and describe it to, to someone else and get them because it's impossible yeah. it's 
it's genre changing stuff this which is why I fell in love with it in the first place there's oh. nothing like it yeah. and I, I you can imagine the amount of interviews I have to do mm. um, I've sat there on the BBC trying to explain it you know and it's almost impossible because it breaks all the rules it, it's almost well I, I mean I, I'd say it's like a two fingers up to musical theatre but it's not it, it, it's not that harsh um but it does set out to break all the rules and push mm. the boundaries, and that is what new theatre should do. I, yeah. I never wanted to be in a Hamilton or anything that yeah. kind of got rave reviews across the board, because yeah. that's not that's for me is not progressive theatre. Yeah. Progressive theatre is someone like Sondheim, yeah. who upset everybody. Yeah, of course. Uh, it, it, when, when West Side Story came out, yeah. half the people hated it yeah. because it was so different. Rocky Horror Show on the other end of the scale, you know, you can imagine what people were like when they first saw the Rocky Horror Show what the hell is this crap yeah. you know yeah. and yet look at it now and that's what progressive theatre should do it should yeah. break the rules break the boundaries and it should have half of the audience going I don't get this yeah. and yeah. that's what our show show does to a degree absolutely you know? I, I found that it takes storytelling in theatre and I had to tweet about it last night I came out and said you know this was brilliant it was theatre in every sense of the word yeah like that's how storytelling is. It's, yeah. the, it's the makeup. It's the using puppetry. It's the yeah. singing. It's the staging. Yeah. It's the dancing. It's the, it's comedy. It's breaking the fourth wall. There's a lot of kind of yeah. musical feel to some of it. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they set out intentionally to do it, but uh, uh, what I what I studied my main area of focus for my degree was um, Commedia dell'arte. Right, this yeah. is very much, very much within the Commedia dell'arte rules. Yeah. In so in so much that you've got the three. The family characters, myself, yeah. Grimpain and Dea, mm -hmm. very much take on the tragedy, and we're not allowed to break that fourth wall. Or yeah. what all we have to do is allow that mayhem and comedy to go on around us, mm. very much like comedian Alante. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, uh, that's good stuff. So you were here. You you come from Bristol. You you were in the original yes uh, production. Yeah. Is there any difference coming into uh, into the trap? I mean, it's I, I've just had a little tour backstage. It's really yeah. tight. Was it the same in Bristol? <laughs> it's bizarrely. It's it's smaller than Bristol, and Bristol on the touring circuit is one of the. Uh, Smallest theatres, you know. But you um, managed to squeeze it in. Well, John Bowser, our, our designer, has managed to squeeze it in. He's done a phenomenal he's job with genius. perspective. He is. Genius. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, and you don't get it until you actually go and stand on the stage. Mm. You realise how small it is. Yeah. Uh, but it looks bigger off stage because yeah. of what he's done with the perspective. Yeah. And, you know, the kind of immersive nature of the set that kind of wraps around you, yeah. you know, um, which is incredibly important for this show. You well, know, you need to feel like you're in the, this dark fairground yeah, you know. when you do that, you achieve it with the, the vom use and yeah. also with the side yeah. entrances as well. So the people are surrounded. Yeah, the audience members are surrounded by what's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I, I hate to say it's uh, um, it, it breaks the fourth wall to, to to some people because they a lot of people are very uncomfortable. Yeah. With. So it, we don't do that. What we do, no, what there it is, is no participation. No, but you're what you're it is asking, is immersive. Oh uh, yeah, it's immersive, and you're asking people to lean in. Exactly. That's it's. There's a big difference between exactly. breaking the wall, like you're going to look me yeah. in the eye, yeah. and breaking the fourth wall. We're going to drag your ass up on stage. Exactly. Yeah. The, which doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Which doesn't happen. Excellent, <laughs> yeah. Sean. Thank you so much, man. I just want to talk about your experience on the show. Now, this is something like I have never seen before. I know. This is great. Yeah. It's um, amazing to be part of. It's such a good show, and you guys have been going for a while. Yeah, since the beginning of December. Yeah, Some people have done it before in Bristol, but right. I've been new to the cast, uh, transfer right. into London. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Did you know about it? I mean, because it is new. Did you well, have any... no, I was in a show at the time, so I didn't catch it in Bristol. But I remember giving the material through for yeah. the auditions, yeah. and I, I played one of the songs, recordings from Bristol, and I was like, 
I want to do this. Yeah. And I haven't felt like that with an audition coming in for a long time. Yeah. So it was straight away like, oh, this is really different. It's yeah. like, this is cool. Yeah, no, that was great. Um, and it's, I mean, and this is a busy show. There's not, it's not just like coming on in a costume and singing something. There no. are complete transformations in between it. So there's, it's busy and it's tight backstage. There's yeah. no room backstage. Yes. So there's lots of different entrances that you guys employ. And, um, so how, how is it getting used to this space? Like, and, and, um, kind of with as much happening in the show I mean that's uh, it's been it's been things like you know the wolf is quite big and quite yeah. frankly sometimes they just was like we have no room to sort yeah. of go so so you know it was challenging but I think the way you know the set, John Balls is set and the way Tom has used the space yeah. and the fact that it's quite intimate is sort of only added, I think, yeah. to the atmosphere and to the show. It's all right, that can stay on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you have you had any kind of puppetry experience before? No, um, I did work with Toby Ollier, who's um, part of the puppetry company, and right. um, but not. I wasn't like no. It was like walking over with one puppet, but like no, I didn't. And it was um, challenging at the start, to say the least. But um, I was like, I'm, I'm not sure how I'm yeah. going to do this. Is that because like it's, just it's a fascinating? Whole different it's like, thing. Yeah. Because you don't, you can't, it's like doing something you can't draw attention to yourself when you're playing the puppet. Yes. That, yeah. Well, and also, like, there's, I think, this brilliant, really simple idea that the puppets of my younger self and Grimpain's younger self yeah. play with puppets. Yeah. So then it's literally, for me as a puppeteer, I need to look at my puppet. Yeah. But I'm also blind. Come in. So I can't properly look at the puppet. Yeah. And then the puppet that I'm playing with needs mm -hmm. to, hello, come in. Uh, the puppet that I'm playing with is looking high at the <laughs> other puppet. So, um, so you know, it's really easy for me as an actor to, to look at the little puppet she's playing with. So yeah. that was in the beginning a sort of mindfuck, yeah. but really cool once you manage it. It's yeah. sort of really rewarding. Excellent. And the approach to music, it is very much... It's not like a lot of contemporary musicals, actually, that kind of have that pop edge to it. It's much more of the... Uh, I think I'd like it. It really is like like Sweet Todd. Kind of felt like a lot of it. That, yeah. that Sondheim, which is much more about storytelling, and it's yeah. where the story is key. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah. I mean, there are great melodies, but it, what you come away with, what you come away with. It really sort of yeah, yeah works together instead of a now I'm going to sing a song, yeah. which it sometimes is the case. Yeah. With other shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. But I think, no, I said, like, I think that is good. Maybe don't use this bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind if I take quite a No, not at all. More than Mary, yeah. So, one more thing. Um, yes. You know, what is it like coming into, you, you just, just talked about it, you know, there were people who come in who had established these characters in this show. From yes. Bristol. So, what, what was it like? coming into that company and because this is so stylish because there's a way to tell the story come in I'm not sure if you're still fit <laughs> hello yeah it was a bit more like I remember the first read through and then Tom was like we were going to read through and Tom our director was like mm. do you also want to sing and I heard like Louie and everybody who'd done it before in Bristol and I literally was like I don't think I want to sing my song anymore. <laughs> and I never really had that. But I was literally so blown away by hearing all of the music and yeah. and, and just already the work that, you know, Julian and Louis and Sean had mm. been doing was just so cool. So, yeah, it was really exciting. For me, 
um, the music is very much in this vein for me. It's very much in the vein of like Songham. Like I said, it's kind of like I feel it's a Sweeney Todd ish yeah. kind of feel. Yeah. And you, there are lovely melodies that go through, but there isn't like a pop song that you come out singing. It's like whistle down the wind or something. It's not conventional yeah. music. But what you get is a story. Like this story comes out, and at every point, like it's so economical in the storytelling, mm. and it's and it's music and musicianship. That's so refreshing. Yeah. So refreshing. And I think, I think, like, you know, unfortunately nowadays, um, you know, especially the West End, yeah. I think audiences are conditioned to, uh, to not, I guess, not be tested mm. enough. You know, I think a lot of shows, um, at the moment anyway, are, are kind of, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. And, and, but they could be better, yeah. and I think the music could be tougher yeah. and more complex, and yeah. sort of actually treat the audience as if they're, you know, give them a challenge as opposed to feeding them yeah. stuff. But I, but you know the thing is that sells, yeah. and you know for every sort of grinning man, there's ten yeah. other things yeah. which are are, le- are less sort of, I guess less. Interesting. Yeah. It's a shame that Victor Hugo didn't have a pop career, so they could have a jukebox <laughs> musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. How, you you did this in Bristol, yeah. did you? And um, along you, with uh, Julian, who plays Barker Federer, yeah. Sean, who plays Ursus, and yeah. uh, Ewan, who plays yeah. the Hanged Man. That's right. So it's a, a new group of people. Did it change much? Come from Bristol? Uh, yeah, it did actually. I mean, the 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 kind of the nucleus of it didn't change. Yeah. The, the, the you know the story didn't change. But in terms of how we got to the end, it changed a lot. Like yeah. we had quite a lot of very good material in Bristol, but it was it was over. It was packed for right. it, and it was quite a long show. So we had to strip it down and just really focus on really you know the story mm. as a, as opposed to. Everything else, yeah. um, because in Bristol, I, I, I guess I, I think Grin, the Grinning Man story was wasn't as clear as it could have been. Because at the end of the day, it, it's that it's his yeah. story yeah. and and how um, he sort of affects other people. Yeah. Um, so coming to London, that was one thing I think they were desperate to kind of hone in on. Mm. Um, and generally, I think yeah, just sort of. Having that, having that chance to to kind of have a, tri- a not a tryout, but a, you know, get it on its feet yeah, and sort sure. of see how see what works and see what doesn't work, was a real blessing. Because then you know, coming to London, yeah. we could just choose yeah. what 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 worked. Did the um, did the Lon- London references go down well, Trafalgar Fair? And we didn't. We didn't. We did didn't. We we bris- we based in you Bristol. Bristolized it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, we did like Stokes Croft, uh, Croft Fair and uh, Bristol yeah. and all that kind of thing. Honestly, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. And they were at one point going to use going to set it in Bristol, but then obviously we've got yeah. You know, this is you're perfectly placed yeah. between the you know Buckingham yeah. Palace and, and Trafalgar Square, and exactly. Um. In regards to the the singing and the, the musicality, it's um, it, it is packed. But um, is this is it kind of um, I want to say it, because it's really ensemble singing. It's, yeah, it's you know that's something I, I felt was new to me as well. Um, so you had a whole new crew come in. Yeah, like how how quickly did that gel though? I mean, they seem quite. 
uh, talking to the girls, and then a lot of them are, you know, side readers or actor musicians yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Did it come together quite quickly? Um, it did actually, because um, uh, the creative t- uh, team treated the process like it was a new production. Yeah. So I think for the new members of the company. Um, it felt to them as if it was their production so they had time to learn all the stuff and to be honest because we were cutting stuff and putting new stuff in it we were all collectively sort of learning stuff afresh anyway yeah Um, it it didn't feel to me as if we were holding on to anything from Bristol everything was up for grabs and I think in that sense it didn't feel like oh by the way you know so and so did that so could you could you do that? Oh, okay, yeah. It was a really organic, yeah. organic um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> process, actually. Yeah. And one I was really, I guess, surprised with because I, I've never been a part of a transfer before, mm. and I expected, pro- you know, that kind of. Oh, so um, well, what did she do there? Yeah. Oh, can you go there? It wasn't that at all, and I'm, I'm not now looking back in hindsight. What I, I don't know why I thought that because Tom Morris, our yeah. director, is so not like that at all. Yeah. So, I suppose if you haven't done a transfer, that's kind of what, what it feels like. You know, yeah. you, it, it gets hard when you. I mean, when I was in Reduce Shakespeare Company, we had uh, we had five or six people rotating yeah, yeah, doing yeah. all the roles, and we yeah. all do multiple roles. So, you know, we all did our own way. But also, you kind of went, "Oh, he does it like that." And you think, yeah, you, you yeah. can't because he did it like that. That's, yeah. He's got that in him. Um, just a couple more questions. That's, that's okay. cool. Yeah. Um, one being about well the last kind of just really being about technically technically was it any different and how do you you uh, are obviously Mike here and technically I don't know the the space in Bristol but if it was any different but it's it's quite tough saying this yeah um, but congratulations I fucking love your voice (laughs) it is insane I love it it's brilliant from as as soon as you start I was like Oh, brilliant! Here we go. <laughs> Strap in. Put the seatbelt on. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know how do you? You know, was it different? Do you have to change your performance? Because with a tra- transfer, you, each house plays differently. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I, I don't think so. I, 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 maybe I think in Bristol, the way the way it's built, and because, you know, it's 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 an old, and very old building with a lot of wood mm. I think the acoustics are a lot better naturally there yeah. than opposed to here um, but in terms of actually a huge difference I didn't notice it but also it was a year after we finished in Bristol so I, I, wow. I couldn't really hold on yeah, to it a lot yeah. I didn't know it was that long yeah, yeah. God, returning to a character though that's just brilliant was a gift of a role man, yeah. to be yeah. able to come back to that and actually, it was probably quite a good thing for me to have that amount of time yeah. to, to to fester on it, I guess, because mm. because it, the 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 way I'm doing it is so different to how we did it in Bristol, and uh, I had a lot of time to think about uh, like if we do transfer, I wonder I could I could do this and I could do yeah. that. Um, so in that sense, actually, it was quite good for me to kind of go right. That was Bristol. Yeah. Let's now do this. Yeah. Undone. Mm. Um, last one, just your because your voice is so you know important. <laughs> I mean, what do you? How do you keep it going? Because it is, like I said, it's it's kind of dry, dry yeah. air, and, um, and so, because the thing is. But what do you, what do you do to keep your? So basically, going? when I when I graduated from drama school, um, I was finding that I was not getting many jobs. 
So I thought, right, I need to change my kind of approach. Um, sounds kind of a bit uh, cheesy, but I, I thought I basically thought of myself as an athlete. Yeah. Um, that's not cheesy at all, man. That, I wish more people. Yeah. Listen, people have to. I know. If you're in this craft, it's man, it's so important. And I'm, I, I take it very seriously, yeah. and I would do. I, 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 I did about in terms of just technique, mm. singing technique, um, probably three to four hours of that a day. Amazing. Um, and I would begin by just actually just warming up my spoken voice, mm. working on my diaphragm, um, and then gradually build up to. S- Doing notes and sort of and stuff like that, and that gave me a, a real uh, cast iron kind of base, yeah. um, to which I could then manipulate. Um, but on the flip side, because I did so much work, I became quite rigid. Right. So then I had to almost get rid of it, knowing it was still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then just sort of let it be and just go. I, I trust myself; it's going to yeah. happen. And that took quite a few years wow. of battling doing mm. shows going it's fine I don't have to walk, it's fine yeah, I don't yeah. have to warm up yeah. now especially with this show because it's incredibly freeing this show like the puppetry allows me mm. to get into it and I can just you know there's there's nothing there um, and I think along with just keeping your your voice healthy like you know being being sensible like yeah. not drinking yeah. and not doing this and not doing that and steaming and um and also, what's weird is the juxtaposition is you've got to be sensible, but you've also got to relax. Yeah. So you've got to, it, it's it's finding a way of going. I'm not going to have a drink, but I might stay up until three. Yeah. Playing a game or something. Of that kind of stuff. Standard final. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah. so yeah, and so I, I tend to I tend to actually focus less on warming up now. Yeah. I do warm up. Yeah. With the company, but I used to do very you know. I used to be obsessed with kind of going to my room and like doing stuff and that mm. would make you really tight. tight yeah. yeah. So yeah, now, yeah. now I just sort of do it and see what happens. Yeah, I, I just think it's absolutely brilliant. Like, and that's, is that most people should just listen to that and do it. Brilliant. I, listen, I've taken up far too much of your time. Now, before we wrap up, if you are a theater professional, you need to head on over to CurtainCallOnline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. Publish your profile and start connecting to the theater industry. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Curtain Call. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Get in touch with me via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned or write to me at john at CurtainCallOnline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Sean Kingsley, Sanad Bestin, Louis Maskell, company manager Sheena Linden for helping us out, the producers, and the entire company of The Grinning Man, which you can see at the Trafalgar Studios until the 5th of May. Do yourself a favor. You have just over a week and a half to catch one of the most brilliant, original, funny, visually stunning musicals ever to have graced the West End. And I know I, I speak in superlatives all the time but I, I really do mean it here um thanks for listening to this week's episode of the curtain call theater podcast and i will catch you all next week
Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 